The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have everyone, but let me tell you, I'm more excited to have our guest on today. He is the principal and president at the firm Commercial, Adam Gilbert. Adam, thanks for joining me today. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to uh, share some stories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining, making some time. I know you got a lot going on uh, in your world and a lot on your plate, so we appreciate you jumping on over. For those that are hopefully not hearing your name and voice for the first time, but just in case they are, uh, would love to get your origin story, where, you know, where you're from, how you got into real estate and what kind of real estate you find yourself in these days. Yeah, definitely. So to take hopefully a long story and make it as short as possible, uh, I'm born and raised here in Palm Springs, California, um, third generation. And I left for school, went to undergrad, and then I went to law school at Whittier um, in Orange County, California. Um, I moved back to Palm Springs in 2011 goal was to practice law. That's what my family done, a third generation lawyer. And then in California, you can, when you're a lawyer, you can sit for the broker's exam. Uh, So I did that and it was 2011. And if you know about that time, the market was just going like this for still going to the, to this time. Um, And so I got in kind of at a very favorable time uh, and just kind of learned as I was doing deals and on the brokerage side. And uh, eventually I got busy enough where I was able to leave the practice of law about five years ago, Um, started businesses and vacation rental management businesses, which I built up and sold, um, and then moved really onto the personal investment side. So I specialize in value-add entitlement deals and value-add commercial deals. Um, so I buy things that are totally messed up um, or don't work and I fix them through city processes and entitlements or by leasing them up and making them pretty again. And um, I try to make as much profit as possible in, in, in doing that. So that's awesome. Well, listen, uh, I have a soft spot in my hot heart for lawyers because I'm married to one. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> there you go. See, so many things in common. No, seriously, I, I love the origin story. Uh, you know, everyone brings a different perspective when they come into real estate, a different background. So we always encourage our audience that if you're looking to jump in, it doesn't really matter what your background is because you can leverage those experiences and, you know, educate yourself on all the things real estate related and get into the industry whenever you're ready. Uh, but Adam, I know you have a really cool story for us today that uh, ultimately winds up being maybe a little bit successful, uh, but I think you had your had your bumps and bruises along the way and uh, would love to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, when it comes to especially entitlement deals, so uh, the story that I'm going to tell you today is about um, a deal where I put an option on a building to seek a zone change and get a conditional use permit. And through every step of the way, as I was going through the political process, through the selling process, through the ultimate, you know, transferring of it to the uh, operator, it was wrought with failure. Um, (laughs) But I think the overarching uh, story is that with perseverance, you know, I was able to kind of take that failure and then reassess and reevaluate, think outside the box and then move the project forward. Uh, So that's the story that I'm going to share today. And uh, I I guess I'll get started. Yeah, let's jump right in. Yeah, I'd love to hear it because I think this sets up really nicely to, to see what can come out of it, even though 
as somebody told me earlier today, you're falling down a tree, you hit a bunch of branches. Sounds like you had a softer landing than this other one. Yeah, eventually. And, um, you know, we we got the deal that we wanted. Um, but I think when you see the story, uh, it'll make sense. So what we did is, so this, this project took place about four or five years ago. This was a, uh, at the time in California and specifically in the Palm Springs market, where we have our green rush, where everyone was jumping into the can into cannabis deals. Um, and so you had previously, you know, really cheap industrial buildings that were going to 800 or $80 to hundred dollars a foot for sales. And now they're jumped up to $300 a foot. So crazy, right? You know, everyone's trying to get in and get their licenses and permits. So I'm like, all right, well, all these things are getting, you know, uh, bought up. How can I find a project that isn't allowed for cannabis and make it a cannabis project to make the Delta between those two values. Right. And so what I did is I found a listed property that was sitting for a very long time as a 15,000 square foot warehouse that was used as a furniture store. And I put, essentially, we, we, we tied it up. We gave him his price, which was overpriced, but I got my terms. And so I got a year um, to be able to hold the property uh, in escrow and seek these entitlements and got, get his permission to do so. So we do that. I could tell the story for an hour and I know we don't have that much time. <laughs> so skipping through it, we do all this entitlement stuff. Um, you know, we get, uh, we get the project. We're trying to do the zone change. And then we go to our planning commission meeting and um, you know, the planning commission, they're seeing all these businesses, you know, all these buildings get bought up for cannabis. And so ultimately they approved our zone change from uh, PLC to PCC, which is heavy industrial within the city of cathedral city. Okay. For all uses except cannabis. The one you need. The one I need. Exactly. And so I'm just like, I don't know. Can we cuss? We'll, we'll bleep it out. Oh, shoot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shoot. Right. Like, so, you know, we did all of this, you know, we have like 30,000 refundable, non-refundable in, in escrow. We spent like 50,000 on our entitlements at this point. So we're, we're stuck. Right. Um, and so essentially what we need to do regardless is go to city council meeting. Um, and so that was the first failure. We're just like, oh man, like, you know, the one use that we want, we can't get. So um, we try to say, okay, we have another step. Our goal now is to take this to city council and try to get this approved and now go over the additional hump of adding the cannabis use back in. So we lobbied, we sat down, we explained why, you know, this was an important use. Um, we addressed some of the concerns of the planning commission. Um, you know, it was close to a high school, but you know, they're worried that when kids walk by the front of it, I'm like, it's not a dispensary. This is a cultivation place. You're not going to know the difference. So, you know, we made our points. Ultimately, we went to city council and uh, we were able to get the zone change and conditional use permit approved for cannabis use. So that, that was successful. However, what we ran up into was the end of our due diligence period um, or, or our closing period. And so what we were risking was that if we can't close this deal, um, we just did all of this work for the owner of the building. And he's now got his own change in conditional use permit and he can make all the profit. So we do this deal to, um, to sell the property, you know, double escrow it. So we're selling it. He's selling it to us. We sell it to this guy. Um, probably not as much money as we could have made, um, but we got the deal done. 
Um, however, what ha what the buyer wanted was like, well, you got the, the the permit, but we need the licenses so that we know that we can do this. I mean, you're saying that you got all these approvals, but we don't know. So we're like, okay, um, we're gonna we'll, we'll sell you the building, and then we will take our profit on it, and we could hold it as a note on the building. And then when we deliver the licenses for you, you know, you pay us, and we it's a recorded lien on the property. So we spend more time. Another six months, we spend more money uh, to get the licenses, and then we get the licenses. Me and my partners, we go out, we celebrate, we're finally going to get paid our profit on it, and uh, we find out that the buyer isn't going to pay. <laughs> so here we are, 18 months into the deal, we've done all the work, we, we've sold the property, and we have this note with our profit that they're not going to get. So... Again, another another form of failure, essentially, on the project. Luckily, we were smart about it. We recorded the note, and I, I put my law hat back on, and we started the foreclosure process um, uh, because we had done everything under the note to do it. Um, we got to, in California, for this type of note, I think you have 90 days um, before you can put the property up for auction. They waited till day 89. And, uh, the, and then they finally paid us. Uh, so a very miserable, excruciating and anxiety filled 90 days after the first 18 months. Um, but eventually we got paid. So I guess the moral of this story that I'm telling is that this project was, we had multiple failures throughout, but through our perseverance, through trying to think outside the box, through proper planning, we we're able to ultimately have a successful outcome. Wow. I mean, that, to think about all the things that you had to go through, and I know that's a simplified version, just yeah. knowing what that process looks like. How were you able to stay focused on this one property and all the hoops and challenges that you had to, to overcome and jump through while I'm sure you're running other properties, other deals? How, what was the idea or what went into balancing all of that with this kind of problem child of a property versus uh, all the other ones that I'm sure you had going in the background. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the idea behind the entitlement projects for myself is that these are outside of my day-to-day -day business of brokerage and, and doing the things that bring me money so I can do more of these deals, right? Um, it becomes all-encompassing. It really takes away. I think, and again, even though I lost, you know, we, we got the profit at the end, I probably lost a ton of money in deals just because of the anxiety and stress and sleepless nights and all those things. And that's the things that, you know, you don't think about or people don't talk about. All people saw on Facebook was a successful project, but right. I had 18 months of stress, agony and crap that I was dealing with, um, you know, through that entire process. So yeah, it was, um, it was draining. It was hard. It was frustrating. I had anger. I was short with people, you know, so it, it, it infiltrates all areas of your life. Sure. Well, and listen, to be honest, you know, I appreciate you being transparent because I think on social media, that's what we put out there is just like, mm -hmm. look at this great thing that we did. And no one sees the backstory behind that, the, to your point, the sleepless nights, nice, the, the frustration that go into that uh, as a business person, you, you know, you, you're going through these trials and tribulations, knowing that it should work out in the end, hoping it will, uh, but not knowing. And everyone just sees, oh, look, Adam did something else great again. And, you know, that's that's honestly why we, we bring you somebody like yourself on to tell us like, hey, 
these things take time and you do, you have to get creative and sometimes they're longer and there's a curveball in the middle of the project that you have to overcome to make it successful. Definitely. And I mean, you know, there's the stress of, you know, this is mine and my wife's money, right? That if it doesn't go through, like, it, and again, that kind of just goes down to the the general risk tolerance of different types of projects. Sure. Um, but uh, again, I'm as guilty as most in terms of just positive, positive, positive on the social media yeah. uh, platforms, um, you know, because that's what people want to see. Um, but I think being on your show today is going to inspire me to uh, tell a little bit more about, you know, the hard projects and and the the ups and downs. I think it might actually get a more uh, interesting response from people. Yeah. It's interesting to hear people and what they, what they pose versus what we talk about on the show. Right. Yeah. And and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know, that's just what we've been kind of trained to put out there. Yeah. Uh, while we, we both know, and the audience now knows is this isn't easy. And, and oftentimes these things are not a layup. And a lot of times they can go according to plan, but every once in a while they don't. And then those are the ones that cause you the most agony. I would be interested to know, you know, there there were a bunch of things along the process, but for you, what was the most difficult of the of the challenges or hurdles that you had overcome? Which phase of that was probably the most difficult and why? Uh, definitely the most difficult was um, when we found out that they weren't going to be paying um, because we we centered it and did a deal with them that was mutually beneficial. Look, they wanted proof that we can get this to the to the finish line and we were gonna do it. And so to get burned like that uh, at that time and not know if we were ever gonna collect or not know, you know w- what was gonna happen, um, it was just, you know, it's like you, you hear all these old hardened uh, guys in the real estate game who are just like, yeah, like, you know, they've seen it all. Right. And right. so, you know, you, you want to have the the trust in people, you want to have uh, the best intentions, but I mean, when you get burned, I mean, there's, there's nothing like it. It's like being bullied. Um, you know, it's just like, it, it's fight or flight that, that comes in and I was angry. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> and it, I'm a jovial it, guy. I, I mean, I like to be happy. Um, I was angry for a long time. Sure. Well, and I mean, justifiably so. I mean, when somebody, when you have a deal, right, with somebody and and we, we all believe that, that, you know, everyone's on the same page, you've signed the contract, you've done all this stuff, like you expect certain things to happen. And when they don't, I think it's rightfully so that you get angry in those types of situations, or at least allow yourself to get angry. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's the real world. We're, we're humans. That's what it's all about. So Adam, I appreciate it. I think uh, that's one of the more compelling stories we've had that that actually ended up kind of in a, in a happy ending, if you will, that, that you were <laughs> eventually right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure across, thinking back, you're like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't happy at all. But, you know, at the end of it, you were able to get out of it and, and be successful with it. But I'm sure going through it, there was no light at the end of the tunnel, probably for a long time there. So we very much appreciate you coming on and sharing the story, being very open and honest with us and the audience. Uh I would like to ask, you know, want to make sure for those that that like hearing this kind of stuff, maybe want to work with you, learn from you, invest with you in the future. I want to make sure where can po- folks find you at out on the interwebs? Yeah, so all social medias, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Adam Gilbert 13. There's apparently a lot of Adam Gilberts out there. So I'm I'm 13. Um, and, uh, you know, you could go to my website, thefirmcommercial.com or my personal website, Adam Gilbert ESQ dot com um and 
reach out to me anytime, DM, comment on my stuff. I, I love to interact and participate with people, answer that's any all, questions. That's awesome. I, I'll just throw out there. The, we'll, we'll throw those in the, in the uh, show notes for everyone to access, but beautifully done websites. Always a fan of those types of things. Thank you. Absolutely. And Adam, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate the day, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And thanks for everyone listening at home. We'll see everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.